You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. This great pressure. Firefox at the top of the lane. Shakes off AG's White Sox. LL Cool J moves to second. Spirit of St. Louis starting to pick up. Deus X shaking loose. He comes up four and five wide. Majestic Cruiser badly held up. They're into the home straight. Firefox, Spirit of St. Louis goes to him. Firefox, Spirit of St. Louis. Deeper out, Deus X. Spirit of St. Louis. Spirit of St. Louis takes it. Downing Firefox, Deus X. Yeah, that was the Wondos made at Albion Park. I played that because this horse, uh, Spirit of St. Louis, won 26 races from 62 starts. And he goes around as a pretty short price favourite on the weekend at Menangle. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What do we make of him, Spirit of St. Louis, on the weekend? No, that's a winnable raise. He needs to show something, uh, obviously, tomorrow night, Steve, because next week he's got the Lensmith Mile and that's going to be a key race for him. So I think he'd be fairly close to the mark. He'd still have residual fitness coming out of this year's Winter Carnival, our Constellations up here. So he hasn't trialled. So I'm expecting he'll be very hard to beat. And he's still very backable as well. I think last time I looked, he was around the dollar eighty mark. So... That's very backable if you're a fan of Spirit of St. Louis. I'd be interested when you speak to Jared, who's about to join us now, actually, about Wonderful to Fly. Just the feeling you got from Matty Young is uh, it might chance their arm a little bit from the awkward draw with Wonderful to Fly. Six, eight, race six, number eight tonight. Uh, Shane Young, of course, Matty's brother, prepares and drives the horse. And Jared's with us now, Chris. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, let's go straight to Perth tonight. They've got a good card of racing there. The August Cup, this is race four. It's a Group 3 feature for the open-class performers. We've got Tenzing Bromac at $2.15, $3 Galactic Star, Mighty Ronaldo $3.90, and then we're going out to longer odds. Matty Young yesterday expecting the Mustang to really fly the gate, so that might be interesting to see how that race uh, sort of shapes. But the favourite, it's Tenzing Bromac. He's in good form, two fifteen. Where's the money going? Well, the two favourites have both shortened up. You very rarely see that, Chris, and subsequent to that, obviously everything else is out the gate. Uh, Tenzing Bromac was $2.30 overnight, uh, got into two fifteen. The other one in the market, Galactic Star from the poll, was four eighty into $3. That all happened uh, pretty much when the markets went up on Wednesday, still $3. The other one there, Mighty Ronaldo's been three seventy out to three ninety. And anything else is sort of, uh, well, some of them have doubled their price. Himself has been 10 out to 23. So there's money for the two favourites. But at this point in time, there's a slight preference there for number one, Galactic Star, which has been 480 into three. Okay, so Galactic Star, the market mover there. The Pearl Classic, this is race number five. This is a Group 2 feature, and we've got a clear favourite here, Jared in Wave Rider. Uh, he's $1.50. And then we've got the Bond Runners right behind him. Ten to the dozen, five dollars. The Little Master at six dollars. And then we're quickly getting out to much longer odds. Uh, so double figures, all others. So it's all about Wave Rider here from the inside gate. Yeah, it's been a pretty decent game. Now, when the market went up on Wednesday, it was a dollar seventy. It was a dollar fifty-five last night, and this morning now a dollar fifty. So yeah, it's clearly the standout there. One seventy into one fifty. Okay, and that race Steve just mentioned, wonderful to fly race six. She's a dollar thirty-five. The only other runner in the mix here is Rock and Roll Sass at three ninety. So any takers at the dollar thirty-five? 
Nah, just a little bit of multi-action. It's actually been a dollar thirty out to a dollar thirty-five, and the other one in the market there, uh, Rock and Roll Sass, has been three seventy out to three ninety. There's been a bit of interest in a roughy number five American Armour, uh, which has been twenty-one into ten, but. Um, as is normally the case with those real shorties, we start to see the action on the day or leading into the race. So I'm assuming that's what will happen later today with Wonderful to Fly. All right. Albion Park tomorrow night. The first race is the Open, and we know these horses well, Jared. We've got equal favourites, so this wouldn't have been an easy race to uh, to frame up here. Miracle Moose and Future Assured, 480 each of two. $5 Classy Washington, $6 for both Colt 31, Scarlet Babe, 8.50, send it. This is wide open. $10 the bottom pair here too. It is, uh, and it's certainly changed overnight and this morning. Now, at $4.80 the field, as you mentioned, one of those, number six, Future Assured, had been 6.50 into $4.80. Uh, the other one that attracted some earlier support was send it, number eight, which had been 12 into 8.50. But Miracle Moose overnight was $7, so it was sort of fifth pick at that price. Uh, 5.50 very early this morning and now is uh, catapulted into $4.80 equal favourite. So it's clearly the move there for Grant Dixon, number three, Miracle Moose. OK, so a significant push there for Miracle Moose, a last start winner. The Kevin Newman free-for-all in Sydney tomorrow night. This is the race featuring Spirit of St Louis. He's a $1.80. Next in betting, we're looking at my ultimate Ronnie, who's uh, gearing up for the Eureka next week. He's at five fifty. $8 Nerano, $8.50 Phase of Glory, and then we're going out to longer odds. Are they getting around Spirit of St. Louis? They certainly are. It's been pretty much one-way traffic here. Open 2.30 was 185 last night. Uh, this morning with the update there, $1.80. You mentioned my ultimate, Ronnie. He's been four out to 5.50. Phase of Glory, a decent drift as well, 5.50 out to 8.50. So no real support for anything. Nerano, 5.50 out to 8. So no real support for anything to beat that fave spirit of St. Louis, currently $1.80. OK, Melton are hosting a good card tomorrow night in Melbourne. Race three, this is the Graham Goffin Memorial for the Mayors. Favourite, clearly tough Tilly, classy mare, $1.60. Treachery, the stable mate, two forty, And then we're going out to $9 for Tay-Tay. Prices say it's a race in two. Tough Tilly did open $1.60. It hasn't moved. A little bit of early interest for Treachery, two fifty into two forty, but nothing substantial outside of that. Tay-Tay's been six fifty out to nine. So obviously a small field there of seven only. The favourites held its place in the market. A little bit of interest in Treachery. I'd say keep an eye on that one leading into uh, start time tomorrow night. All right, the Trotters feature race for the home field. This is for the three-year-olds and the locomotive, the reigning Australian two-year-old Trotter of the Year, 240. She's a wish, $3. We've got 650, Aldebaran Miley, and $8 uh, next best. So the favourite here is the locomotive. Now, this market's sort of been all over the place since we first put it up. She's a wish, number one, was 330. Got as short as $280 yesterday. Got back out today, out to three dollars. The other one, the locomotive, opened at three ten. It got into two thirty. It's just edged its way back out to two forty. A couple of others in the market there are big drifters. Uh, uh, Moonwalker six fifty out to eleven. Same move for Grumpy six fifty out to eleven. And there has been some support today for Older Baron Miley, which has been nine fifty into six fifty. So, of the two favourites, the locomotive probably the better supported of that duo. Uh, but uh, worth noting that this morning some support there for Older Baron Miley, 9.50 into 
Okay, and the free-for-all at Melton tomorrow night is race six. The favourite, Yam Buckian, $2.15. Uh, $3.40 like a wildfire. $8 about uh, Curly James. And then we're looking at double figures, $10 Tango Tara. So the favourite, Yam Buckian. Look like Punter's just very apprehensive to take the short Shambucky in. It's two was two ten last night. It's now out to two fifteen. The other one, like Wildfire, has been three sixteen to three forty, so little move there. Uh, the other one at a price, number three, Curly James, has been twelve into eight. So nothing major. I think that favourite's just getting out to uh, finding its place in the market might even get out a little bit further. Like Wildfire's been pretty solid at that three dollar forty mark. All right, if you're building a multi for me for the weekend, what are we looking at? We are going to go to Gloucester Park tonight, race five, number one, Wave Rider, $1.50. Uh, Menangle, race six, number two, Spirit of St. Louis, $1.80. And at Melton, uh, race four, number eight, The Locomotive, at $2.40. Okay, I'm going to add one to that for you tonight. Albion yes, Park, I'm, are you ready? All this. Only the one? Only the one, but there's some value tonight as well. Right. Race two... Number four, St. Jujon, $5. Oh, I like the sound of that. Race two, yeah. number four, St. Jujon, $5. So nice and early tonight. Race two, number four, $5 fixed right now. That uh, that race, by the way, is at 11 minutes to seven, so don't be caught. Well, they haven't missed it either. $10 into $5, you've obviously already cut loose. Well, it looks very well placed, very well assessed in that field for mine, so that's the one I'm... Uh, Pinning my faith in. The weekend faith is going into St. Jude, John. Give it straight. Okay. Do you want to have a quick look at the tab Eureka yeah, or will you leave that absolutely. to the others? So there's no, been no. a fair bit of movement here with this trial yesterday of Captain Ravishing. Now, Leap to Fame is now into $1.70. Catch a wave at four. The Lost Storm, six. I see it trolled this... Did it troll this morning at Geelong? Uh, no, it's trolling tonight... Uh, uh, today, isn't it? Ballarat? Ballarat. Or was it last I, night? I think... I think it's already trolled. Anyway, yeah. it's six dollars now. Captain Ravishing, we saw it yesterday uh, or the day before. Uh, the jury's still out. Eleven, right out to seventeen now. So some of these other ruffies have started to come in. In Cipher, has been twenty six, twenty one now. Seventeen. Speak the truth, twenty six into twenty one. Captain Hammerhead was fifty one after it worked its way into the field after winning the Singo. It's at thirty four. My ultimate Ronnie getting out to thirty four. Rip out to seventy one. So a fair bit of movement in that market, but I guess the one constant is Leap to Fame. He's going to go around pretty short there uh, next week, currently $1.70. Yeah, well, just refresh my memory. Last week, what, what price were we talking about him last week? He was black figures, wasn't he, last no, week? No, he was $1.80. Oh, OK. He was black okay. figures the week before. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, we mm. did discuss this last week, mentioning the fact that, well, he's the known horse. They say he's the best pacer in the world. There's definitely a question mark over a couple of these others in the race. And it just makes sense that in, in, a, in an event that's going to have massive media attention over the coming week, probably more so with those who, who aren't avid harness racing followers, they've really only got one horse to go to, and that's Leap to Fame. So he can probably only get shorter. Yeah, I agree, Jared. I think he'll start quite short there. Hmm. Barrier draw Wednesday. That's right, and it'll be live on Sky Channel as well. I'm not quite sure of the time yet. We'll, we'll mention that earlier in the week. But, yes, that barrier draw on Sky Channel next Wednesday. All right, plenty to talk about next week. Hey, Jared, enjoy the weekend and we'll catch up next week. Thanks, guys. There's Jared Daffy from Tab, so you can go online right now, tab.com.au. You can find all of those prices. So that is going to be very interesting. $1.70 right now for Leap to Fame. Our next guest, Ryan Spice, joins us now. I'll get his thoughts on the Eureka. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. 
at, at this stage, just from your viewpoint, uh, how short could he get leap to fame? Uh, I think you'll start about $1.50, Chris, is my uh, appraisal of the current market situation. All right. Clearly the horse to beat, isn't he? Oh, he sure is. He's uh, a staying beast. He's got the runs on the board. Everyone has to come up to his level to beat him. All right. Well, let's focus on the weekend so we can get more money bank for Leap to Fame for next week. Uh, let's focus on tomorrow night, Saturday night. Have you got one for Albion Park? Chris, I do. I'm keen on race two, number seven, Pocket the Cash for Narissa McMullen. This horse is a former Western Australian horse that's now been purchased and brought to Queensland. He's had two slashing trials, finished in fast halves both times. Really nice middle trip record. Despite coming up with Barrier 7, I think he's good enough to get the job done. All right, race two, number seven, pocket the cash. Have you got one for Menangle? Yeah, really keen here, Chris. Race three, number three, Don Hugo. Luke McCarthy takes the drive for wife Belinda. Uh, he comes out of the Singo from last week with a fast finishing fourth, beaten only seven metres or so in 54-4 over the 2,400. He's back to 80 grade tonight. Uh, he's $1.75, he looks pitched in, too classy, should lead and turn it into a sprint home. All right, I like the confidence there. Race three, number three, Don Hugo, one seventy-five currently tab fixed price. So two by seven, pocket the cash, three by three, Don Hugo. That lines our pockets for next week and we can put it all on leap to fame. Fingers crossed. All right, appreciate the time. We'll talk next week. Cheers, Chris. All right, there's Ryan Spice joining us. So we've got the uh, the good oil for the weekend. Two by seven, three by three. That's Menangle. Three by three, Don Hugo. Two by seven, Albion Park. Andrew Spagnolo from Tab is joining us now. Andrew, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. Hey, I want to start with the Eureka. Uh, we're only a week away now. This uh, world's richest harness event will take place next Saturday night at Menangle. Just in the last couple of days, there's been a fair bit happening, in particular with Captain Ravishing. Is that making it difficult for you guys to sort of frame this market? Yeah, it is to a degree. Um, naturally, um, we'd love to see the best Captain Ravishing, as, as would everyone, turn up on the night. So um, we're not looking to push him too much, but the money um, has trickled in more so for Leap to Fame probably than any other runner. So... To a degree, we've nudged him out and just firmed um, others ever so slightly just to, I guess, um, being just over a week out, just to get the market as close as we can to what we think they'll start on the night. Naturally, the barrier draw will impact um, what, start, what price they end up starting. OK, just on the Queensland superstar leap to fame, he's been on a little bit of a roller coaster with his price. He was out to what some would say generous black figures. He's now $1.70, potentially could start shorter after the barrier draw. Yeah, definitely. Um, personally, I think Catch a Wave, the horse that we may see money come for once um, the form students really get stuck into the race. Um, 2,400 um, 2, metre start is a bit tricky for the inside horses. So to me, he's almost a guaranteed leader. And hence, once punters get their head around this, I wouldn't be surprised, no matter what he draws, if we see money come for him. So for that reason, we're probably looking to keep him um, um, safe and to be honest, as, as we've touched on um, both myself and, and Jared Daffy before, it's all been one-way traffic, particularly in the last four weeks for Leap to Fame. All right, so a, uh, a strong push there for the Queensland. A barrier draw taking place on Wednesday. It's going to be quite crucial. I wanted to talk to you about two races this weekend, the first being the opening race uh, tomorrow night at Albion Park, the free-for-all. 
This looked a really difficult race to assess because there's several here that you can make really good cases for. And right now we've got equal favourites. Miracle Moose and Future Assured. They're 4 each of two. $5 Classy Washington. $6 each of two. Cult 31 Scarlet Babe. And then you've got $10 each of two for the bottom pair. Max Shard, Deus Ex. So this is, this is wide open. Yeah, I was having a good look at the market um, before I came on air and I remember putting it up, not having too much idea and um, not much has changed, to be honest. Uh, looking at it, you probably won't see too many markets like this too often. Um, apart from the 101 shot, every single, uh, and perhaps uh, out of reverie to, to a degree, every other mar every other horse in the market um, are within a few rolls of each other. I, I think it all depends on what happens early, probably stating the obvious over a mile. Scarlet Babe was an eye-catcher last week, but doesn't appear to be driven off the gate too often um, these days, but perhaps we'll push forward and get a spot. If it doesn't, does that mean Miracle Moose is a likely leader and perhaps that's why the money has come for it? Um, it's a great little race and um, looking forward to the call. I'm, I'm tipping they'll run good time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Future Assured walks away with an open-class victory here tomorrow night. I wouldn't be shocked to see Connections nominate him for that stock aid race on Eureka night next week in Sydney. Yeah, yep, definitely. And um, in my opinion, and I think opinion of many, it was one of the stronger Queensland carnivals we've seen of late. So um, it'd be good to see some Queensland horses um, racing on the night and um, hope, hopefully for, the, for all the Queenslanders, um, they, they do well. Yeah, well, there's going to be a stack of us going down there for it. Hot and Treacherous going down. I think For Real Life's going down. Tim's a trooper, leap to fame. There'll be a strong Queensland contingent, speak the truth, obviously. I think uh, Sure Thing Captain's going down. So it's going to be strength in numbers for us Queenslanders. Speaking of Menangle, tomorrow night, we've got the Lensmith Mile next week. Spirit of St. Louis is going to be the one of the major players for the Lensmith Mile. So he's going to stretch his legs tomorrow night. He's currently assessed at a dollar eighty. Jared outlined that it's been really good money for him. Um, has that come as any sort of shock to you? To, to a degree, it has, um, and, and, and that's because he's, he hasn't raced um, for, I think, a bit over six weeks or, or um, whatever it is, for four to six weeks now. And, yes, he's he's got a good record over 2,300, but a few of these other ones do. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if my ultimate Ronnie did run a good race, um, particularly given the distance um, he's up, what he'll be racing over in, in the Eureka, um, obviously 100 metres short of that. Um, the map would, would be interesting early. Um, does, does Louis go forward and, and hold or um, does he take a sit? Uh, personally, I, I thought there may be money come for him, but I, I thought perhaps more around the even money quote rather than what he is now. But he's definitely got the resume to start a clear-cut favourite and I guess that's why punters have stepped in despite him not having any starts in recent weeks. All right. And just on my ultimate, Ronnie, from a uh, Tabureka viewpoint for next week... Uh, what does he have to do tomorrow night to sort of, you know, garner more support for, for next week's feature? Yeah, it's a good question. And um, it'll be very interesting to see how Connections approach this race tomorrow night. Is it a statement-making race? Um, that is a horse that will be buzzed off the arm and um, tomorrow night will he try to hold and, and make a little bit of a statement? Or do they try and look after the horse and, and um, get him hitting the line really strong and um, tr try to win it from behind? So... To answer your question, if he was to come out, come off the arm and run a big race, I dare say he may may firm, uh, especially given 
Um, the fact that it appears to be pretty hard to hold up from inside draws and he's obviously not going to draw one or two. So, um, yeah, he, he, ha- he has to come out and do something he would have thought, particularly given the amount of money for, for Leap to Fame in recent weeks. Mm. It's a very important race, that one, tomorrow night. Next week is going to be super. So many features, the Eureka, the Stockade, the Lensmith Mile, those Breeders' Challenge Blue Series finals. So there's going to be so much class spread across that program. I'm tipping you guys are going to be super busy next week. It will be, particularly if um, um, Mr Barsby throws in his mobile rolling um, offer as well. So um, uh, as mentioned, it was pretty popular last week, so I'm sure you'll come up with something for, for that big night just to put the cherry on the cake. Yeah, we came up a little short last week. We needed talk in emotion. She ran second behind Jewel Melody. Speak the truth, got the job done. So I'm just about to finalise that. So uh, I'll shoot that through and that'll be up, what, tomorrow morning? Yeah, shortly after scratching time tomorrow. Excellent. Hey, Andrew, really appreciate the time. Can't wait to talk next week because I I I reckon there's going to be a million questions I could throw at you next week and lead up to the uh, Tab Eureka. Yep, spot on. Already looking forward to it. Excellent. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us from the tab. So uh, he puts up all the prices for these harness horses. So uh, he's going to be super busy next week, Steve. Absolutely. Well, the man calling all the action, he'd be pumped up even now, wouldn't he? Fred Hastings, he's with us. I, I tell you what, Freddie was given a nice little challenge yesterday. He went to Bangstown, just a little ho-hum race meeting yesterday. First race. How many Tigers did you have to call in the first race, Fred? <laughs> yeah, there were, there were five Tigers. And of the five Tigers, they finished, as you'd expect, Chris, uh, being a race caller, they finished one, two, three, four, five. And of the five Tigers, four of them raced in the identical Kevin Pizzuto silks, the, the black with the white Maltese cross and white hoop sleeves, only differentiated by, of course, the, the driver's uh, uh, skull caps. But, of course, just to make things interesting, the first two across the line both had light blue-coloured caps, uh, Jack Brown and uh, Josh Gallagher. So it was a bit of a test but um and, and back after a, a freshen up after a, a bit of a flu so it was a good way to easy to the day chris and also Tiger's Invasion. They're on the swing now with 150 left to go and Tiger Nada the leader. Off the inside, Tough Tiger issues a challenge. Tough Tiger out after Tiger Nader. Oh, Tough Tiger is the toughest Tiger in the pack and Tough Tiger beats Tiger Nader. Third, oh gee, maybe it's close between Tiger's Prince and up on the inside we had uh, He's a Tiger and not all that far away up on the outside was Tiger's Invasion. Oh, fair income. Well done, Fred. <laughs> Yeah. Tigers everywhere. Tigers everywhere. What's the what's the uh, the, the the term for a, a, a pack of tigers? I think I said it was the toughest tiger of the pack. What what are tigers? I know lion. It's a pride of lions. What is it for tigers? That can be that can be a question that people will no doubt I'm contact you. You know, yeah. you're going to Google that, mm. Dave. Yeah. I know it's a pride of lions, but anyway. The yeah. first is oh. a streak of tigers, which ref- uh, apparently. Yeah, a streak of tigers. Mm. Well, Kevin Pizzuto had a winning streak. He had uh, he had uh, the first four across the line, I think, or, or three of the first four. So, good day for Kev. Yeah, a streak yeah. or an ambush of tigers. Uh, <laughs> I think they ambushed the race caller, but anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right, you need to steer us into a winner for tomorrow night. So we're a week out from the tab, Eureka. We've got my ultimate Ronnie. He's fine-tuning his campaign tomorrow night. Spirit of St. Louis, as we just said, he's going to be one of the big draw cards for the Lensmith Miles. So where do we find your best bet, Fred? Yeah, look, uh, it's a night where you're you're spot on, Chris. So many uh, questions or little, little of the weeks that follows meeting will be, be, be sort of sorted out tomorrow. But I, I like Volunteer, a horse in race two. 
It's got a tricky draw with six, but I like the way it found the line of its most recent start. And I, I thought Volunteer might be the way to go in race two, horse number six. I do like one who's shorter. He's odd on, and I'm, I'm loath to tipping your, your listeners, you know, odds on his all the time. But uh, I think Don Hugo gets a chance in race three to, uh, uh, you know, with a soft draw, a uh, bit, bit of a, a lesser grade, a drop down in grade a little bit for Don Hugo. And I thought Don Hugo might be a horse you could maybe throw uh, into a multi with volunteer. But they're the two I like. As I said, I'm excited to see how Spirit of St. Louis goes. It's a really good race, that. That race is really, really good. And, and throughout the card, you've got uh, the, the, uh, the fact that uh, you see my ultimate Ronnie go around um, as well. Um, we've had plenty going on in the, in the Eureka space, Chris, as you know with horses trialling left, right and centre, getting ready for next week. So uh, I think, uh, as Steve said at the top of the uh, the, 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 the uh, intro, that uh, I'll be getting pumped now. I think I've been pumped for three months. <laughs> uh, good to hear. Hey, we're definitely going to take that multi. $4 into $1.75, more than OK. You steered us into Gordon's Bay last week. He was able to salute at nice mm. odds. Yeah, he got home at much better odds than I expected, Chris, to be to be fair. And I, I thought he went around way over as he... He's a very talented horse, Gordon's Bay. He won the, the Tab Regional Series, uh, both Metro and State Finals. And he's just got that little X factor where he's got not only the gate speed, but he just relaxes so nicely in races. And uh, he's got that kick at the end. And I, I, I sense when Jimmy had a couple of looks over his shoulder in the straight, I thought he's got these horses covered. And he certainly uh, did. And I think he, mm. for memory, paid, might, might have paid 570 tote. But uh, mm. it, was, it was a good way to start the night. Unfortunately, our second... Uh, our second special didn't get the chockies, but hopefully we'll have better luck with two from two tomorrow. Yeah, one of our listeners is asking, well, if you call a heap of tigers a streak, what do you call a heap of streakers? Um, <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> anyway, that's for another day. Hey, Freddie, oh, appreciate the time. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the time this morning. Looking forward to next week. Uh, you know, we'll be counting down the, uh, the tab Eureka, mm. so we'll pull apart that race with, uh, with a lot of... Uh, well, a lot of information because uh, there's going to be a lot happening between now and next week, and that Barry draw on Wednesday is going to be fairly important. It's crucial, Chris. It really is. I mean, we know who's going to draw one, two, three, or the three horses that will pick up the one, two, three. It's from four out that it becomes a very mm. interesting aspect, and we alluded to it uh, that, you know, the outside horses, the outside barrier at the 2,400-metre start, those horses have really got to work up, uh, you know, at a pretty good tilt uh, to be on the gate. Uh, at the start, and uh, we saw uh, last week, um, you know, a few of the horses drawn out get across, but they uh, it, it was at a cost because they uh, pretty much uh, couldn't uh, go on with the job. So, very interesting. That's next Wednesday. I think it's at nine thirty uh, Wednesday morning. That was the last time we had a streaker at the trots. Well, I don't mm. know about a streaker, Steve. We had a, an imbecile, and I'll use that word advisedly. <laughs> uh, jump the the, the fence. Uh, it was about. Uh, Four five months ago, jumped the fence in the last and ran down the straight uh, with the horses, um, and then he managed to do a runner. Uh, he was captured by security, and hopefully he won't see the the inside of a racetrack for a long time. Just uh, stupidity. But uh, streakers, I think. Uh, well, fortunately for me and, and Chris, I hope for you, we we don't get to see no. too much. Yeah, no. so, thanks, Fred. Thanks, Freddie. All the best. See you boys next week, eh? Yeah, Fred Hastings. Excellent. There was one at Newcastle Trots going back to 2016. Uh, our next guest, Bronte, is with us. Chris, we've got a race at Bow Desert in a couple of minutes. OK, so we'll get the good oil from Bronte for a race this weekend. I'm not sure where she's going, but I'm sure she'll tell me. Bronte Newenberg, good morning. Good morning, Chris. 
Hey, before I start and ask about a tip for the weekend, uh, has your dad's feet uh, touched the ground after last Saturday night when Penny shot through and scored that Group 2 upset? Oh, he's still so excited about it. I think we all are. Um, we had a good feeling going in, like, secretly. And you know how you just you don't think these things are actually going to happen. And when she actually won, I think there was, there was a lot of emotions that night. So, yeah, he's definitely not come down from it yet. I don't think I have either. Nah, fair enough. Uh, has she gone straight to the paddock? Yeah, we just want to look after her. That family gets better with age, and she's done what she's had to for this season, so she'll probably be back as a three-year-old. All right, a lot to look forward to there with Penny. Only start number three, win number one, and it's a Group 2 $50,000 event, so congratulations to all involved there. Where are we going to focus? Uh, which race are you going to highlight for the weekend? I'm looking at race four at Albion Park tomorrow night. It is the sulky.app, the future of form qualifying pace. I thought it would be a good race to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. Well played, right? Race four. So what are we looking at as far as gate speed? Who rates the uh, the highest here? In terms of the gate speed, surprisingly, there's one horse that is almost two seconds better than the rest of all. It is two seconds better on its best gate speed rating. Sorry, two links, and that's bide our time. However, that gate speed rating was from back when it was racing down in Victoria. If you look at its run from December 2022 when Brendan Barnes was driving in the Young Drivers' Championship, that had on our system a rating of 28.4 links. The next best horse in the race in terms of gate speed is Midnight Somewhere at 27. I don't believe the horse's gate speed is what it was up to at that time. However, if it shows that gate speed again and they want to hold, nothing should be able to cross it. OK, so who has the highest rating then for race four at Albion Park tomorrow night? The Grogfather. So the Grogfather has the best rating, but by our time's not too far off. Then there is a bit of a step until little Lionel James. Okay. So just looking at it then, in a nutshell, uh, one and three, they might be the uh, the major players uh, as far as the, uh, the the bets are concerned in this race. Bide our time and the Grogfather. Yeah, I think that too. But there is one other horse that I do really like in this race, and that's Sir Sonny Maguire. It's got a blistering quarter speed. It can just run very fast straight quarters and it's also in this race got the best last 400 and significantly so too so I think that by our time the grog father Sir Sonny Maguire and little Lionel James will be our top four. Okay so one three four and five that's for race four the sulky dot app the future of form qualifying pace at Albion Park tomorrow night. Hey Brody really appreciate the time best of luck across the weekend looking forward to next week we're going to uh, pose the big questions in countdown for the tab Eureka. Definitely. Thank you, Chris. Darren Clayton, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? Yeah, really well, really well. So we've got 10 of the best tomorrow night at Albion Park. I'm, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this first race, the open race. So it's not easy. The market certainly reflects that. There's been support for quite a few, including Miracle Moose. So how do you see it, race one? Yeah, well, I'm glad uh, Andrew said that he had sort of not much idea in how it was going to play out when he framed the market because um, I feel a bit the same way. Um, I've got Miracle Moose on top. I thought his last start win was really good. Um, he sat parked. It was a standing start race. Um, he sat parked and was able to, to, to whack away in a pretty solid last half, uh, sub 55, and he was able to win it. Um, now, he's had two wins since he's arrived in Queensland. Interestingly, they've both been from a standing start, so he's going to have to do it from a mobile here, which he's, he's perfectly up to, but uh, we just need to, to do it a little bit differently this time. 
keep coming back to Future Assured. I went back and watched that run a, a number of times now. That effort last week in the uh, triad final behind Speak the Truth, that was a super effort. Um, you know, we, we talk about horses needing to be up the front. He sat sort of one by three in the in the run, and um, he was really the only runner that, that made any ground from back in the pack, and he made good ground. Um, I, I think we certainly need to respect him. Um, I, gate six makes it a little bit tricky, so um, whether he can overcome that and still score, send it. Um, he's an interesting one. Well, I guess you look at the one and the eight. Colt 31 drawn in one. You know, he he's a days gone by of his best form, obviously, but you know he could certainly show up in a race like this. And if Scarlet Babe's not driven off the gate, well, Colt Thirty One holds the early advantage, and uh, what they do from there with with him, whether they hand up or or try to go all the way, he wouldn't have had an all the way win for quite some time, that's for sure. But if they do opt to hold, well, then Sendit's camped right in his back, and he was he was big in defeat last Friday night. Um, Heavily supported in that race, it would have been a fairy tale for Jared Croker. It was the uh, uh, the Jared Croker pace, and, and he part owned send it, but he just come up short. So um, yeah, where where he positioned. So I, I keep coming back to Miracle Moose, and I think he holds probably um, holds a bit of the whip hand here, Miracle Moose, in that he can can sit parked if need be, he can work to the front, or he can be in a position that. Uh, you know, just tucks in behind the speed and work home over the top because sectionally of late, he's been really good. All right, so going with Miracle Moose in the opening race tomorrow night. He was a runner-up in the WA Pacing Cup last year, so he's a high-quality horse. Just on Future Assured, uh, do you sort of share my line? I'm thinking if he wins this race tomorrow night, Connections will probably take him to Sydney next week as a companion for, for real life and maybe get a start in that stockade? Yeah, I'd... If, if he was to be impressive in that race tomorrow night, either in defeat or, or by winning it, yeah, you'd certainly consider it because he's a, he's a high-quality horse himself. He's a, a winner of nine races, not too heavily raced. Um, he's got good time on his, on the, against his name. And, um, you know, if he was to go down to Menangle, I think a bit like for real life, he'd, he'd relish that, uh, that big deck down there. You would think 2,400 would probably be a little bit of a concern with him, I think. Um, but that said, you, you, you tuck in and come for one run down that Longman Angle straight, well, um, you know, that might be in his favour. All right. One other race from Albion Park tomorrow night. Can you get your thoughts on the last race, race 10? High-quality three-year-old race, this. Uh, plenty of class here. Field of seven over the mile. How do you see it? Yeah, it, it's really tricky, this one. Um, over the mile, you'd think it's going to generate some good tempo, you would expect. Um, I guess Frankie Ferocious, he's the interesting runner. He was a race day scratching uh, on the day of the triad heats. So um, as a result of that, he didn't get to go around in either the heat or the uh, or the finals or the consolation as a result. So, um, you know, he's a bit of a query runner there. He would have been second up into... Uh, into that triad, so he was a first up winner. He's a, a, a really high quality um, speedster. This guy, um, we haven't seen much of him. That's the thing. The vicar of Dibley, um, she's been super for the Garrards. Probably if Frankie Ferocious were to lead, she gets a perfect trip there. But then you've got Free Thinker drawn in three. He's he's just one of those horses that just sort of ticking along under the radar. Um, 
you know, you have a look at his record. He's, he's won six races from 23 starts, but this season he's won four races. But just been thereabouts in a few of them. He was runner-up in the triad final behind For Real Life. Um, he won the Rising Sun Constellation. So, um, you know, he does have super speed and he... Uh, you know, he's got the ability, so he could possibly fire out early and, and throw the cat amongst the pigeons. You then got cheerleader. Uh, the tax collector was good last week, even though he was defeated. So, all in all, it's a really strong race. Um, I thought you could make a case for probably the Vicar of Dibley, Frankie Ferocious, Free Thinker, Cheerleader, and the Tax Collector, or five of those seven runners. But uh, I think the Vicar of Dibley just might have a few more options there with a stay out of the speed battle. Okay, just with weekend winners for Racing Queensland, it goes up on the harness.org website. Speak with both Nathan Dawson and Angus Garrard, and they're driving those two key runners there. Angus on uh, the Vicar of Dibley, Nathan driving Frankie Ferocious. So you'll want to hear what they've got to say about their tactics for that final race tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, I thought it came up in race... I've lost the race number... I had it there, race five it is, horse number four last time, Joe, I've been following this guy, um, he went around in one of the uh, support races on Triad night, on Q-Stars night, sorry, um, absolutely no luck, Nerissa McMullen tried to get into the race three wide, um, Nathan Dawson wasn't having any of it, there was no death seat there for her, she had to snag back to the rear and then he was all over their backs running up the straight and prior to that um, he was really good so I think he finds his race here where he can just press on with it and be too strong race five horse four last time Joe okay who's the driver to follow on the dashboard yeah Nathan Dawson tomorrow night uh, it was interesting you, you've spoken to him four weekend winners early on I think he does have some handy drives early on but I think um, it will be later in the card where he starts to warm up um, he gets the drive and deus ex in the opening race he's got not the Kingswood Gwyneth P in race six this mare um, keep following this mare Gee, she's running some sectionally great races just can't seem to get the race where it works out in a favor so stick with her luke john i think will do a really good job from gate one in that 70 final these those 70 finals are, are proving to be great races and then he's got funny face um i think she can win the trot and he's got frankie ferocious in that last race mm, and macarena maddie as well yeah definitely yeah, so just on that, I think the Grimsies have picked up a nice horse from down New South Wales way. Tasha's Spartan, last start runner-up behind school captain. I think it's bound for Queensland, so there's one we might want to follow. Yeah, he's, um, he's developed a, a pretty good relationship with um, the Harpley Stable and uh, a few of those Riverina-style horses, so um, be keen to see what he can do when it gets up here. And... Of course, also a bit of a relationship with Ben Setri out of Bathurst. So, um, mm. you know, you, you build good relationships and, and good horses can come your way. Yeah, does a good job with his team, no question. Just on that uh, up to NR70 final, race seven tomorrow night, just a little bit of a, a query on big skewy Matty Elkins outline yesterday that, um, you know, you'll leave it until late as he can to make a call on that. But as, as it stands right now, which way are you going? Yeah, I've got better than a rocket on top, and, and I've got him on top even with factoring in Big Skewy. I think um, Big Skewy probably uh, doesn't lead if he 
he forces his way to the lead. Either way, I think uh, better than a rocket will just be camped on his back and, and Pete McMullen can just sort of follow through and end up in the right position. Uh, this guy is lethal off a helmet and uh, just sets up perf perfectly this race. So um, if Big Skewy does get to the front, well, then I can foresee Rock Supreme getting across. Uh, even if he doesn't, I think there's tempo, tempo galore on the front of that, which is why I think Luke John's probably a good chance as well. Just need need some momentum when the passing lane presents. So, um, yeah, I think better than a rocket. I've got a lot of time for this horse, especially in these type of races where he can settle off the speed. All right. Good card coming up tomorrow night. Ten races, Albion Park. We kick off at 5.39. Your best bet, race five, number four, last time, Joe. And uh, we got a push from Ryan earlier for pocket the cash. Narissa McMullen might be the person to follow tomorrow night. Yeah, well, she was last week, and she, she managed to sneak in there with a Group 1 win. So um, I was keen last time, Joe, last week. So uh, we'll, we'll roll in again tomorrow night, and, and hopefully we can get that back. All right. A uh, lot to look forward to next week. Uh, the countdown continues for the Tab Eureka. I'm expecting uh, big Queensland representation in Sydney next week for that meeting. I think it'll be uh, a really strong car, but I think Queensland will have a lot to cheer on next week, including Leap to Fame. So that barrier draw Wednesday, it's going to be a busy week coming up. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, we like to have that little bit of friendly banter, especially with the Vicks who don't mind blowing their own trumpet they've been <laughs> they've been spruiking of how many horses they've got in the eureka well doesn't matter how many you've got in it if you don't win it yeah exactly right we'll, we'll be happy to remind them of that next week too yeah exactly and just one other piece chris i'm not sure whether you mentioned it um both jack trainer and jason grimson uh have been granted appeal uh stay of proceedings until an appeal is heard through the uh queensland racing appeals board Okay, that, that's got to be within a couple of weeks, is that right? Yeah, they have, I think it's 20 days. I'm not sure whether that's 20 working days or 20 business days. Um, but it looks likely, I think, uh, Jack Trainers has already been scheduled for mid-September. Not sure about Jason Grimson's, but uh, yeah, they've both been granted stays of proceedings pending those appeals. Okay, and that's important because they're both well represented tomorrow night down there at Menangle at that uh, meeting tomorrow night. So... Uh, appreciate you bringing us up to speed with that news. Hey, enjoy your weekend. Looking forward to the chat next week. Yeah, there should be plenty to talk about, that's for sure.